Hey everybody, it's the SIFT Podcast, save it for the football podcast, this one for NFL semi-scripted shenanigans. Uh, We talked about some of the odds for Super Bowl 57 and Offensive Rookie of the Year and some other things, and then we got into some rumors, some NFL rumors and NFL rumors we wanted to start. So, I hope you enjoy. All right. Uh, by popular demand, the SIF podcast, Save It for the Football podcast, is back uh, with a off-season pod. And um, so we're going to talk uh, NFL 2022, Super Bowl odds, MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, some NFL rumors, and other semi-scripted shenanigans. Before we do anything else, I want to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I am pretty good, Mr. Professor. Um, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. They are on the top of the NBA again. Uh, it gives them a fourth championship with a core of players. Um, pretty pretty impressive in all of sports. And we got the our home team, Tampa Bay Lightning, going to look to make a third Stanley Cup victory in a row. Uh, great three-peat teams. However, there's never been one in the NFL and clearly, there will probably never be one. Um, I'm doing this good, Mr. Professor. Uh, this unscripted uh, sift madness is pretty exciting. Yeah, so you mentioned Steph Curry. Where do you got Steph Curry all-time? Is he a top 10 NBA player all-time? I think he um, – I, I don't want to say he's not top 10, but he definitely changed the game of basketball, and he is one of the best shooters the game has ever seen. Um, he is probably top 10, yes. Uh, quite a different perspective, you know, depending on which way you look at um, which way you look and argue that um, point. All right. And you mentioned the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, trying to even their uh, their uh, Stanley Cup finals. Uh, do you think you're, they're going to do that tonight? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to go down to seven games, but I see Tampa Bay coming out victorious and raising that cup once again. All right. So as I said, by popular demand, not just the sifters, but all the other people we're doing an off season NFL podcast. I'm going to start with some Super Bowl odds. I thought this was very interesting. Super Bowl 57 odds at this point in June, which is obviously several months before the season starts, but uh, the top four teams Odds-wise, we're not in the Super Bowl last year. Do you think you could nail these four teams that are at the top of the list? And again, none of them were in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, The Buffalo Bills. Absolutely, that's number one. The Kansas City Chiefs. That's number three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two. And the Green Bay Packers. Got it. Number four. So is that unbelievable? What do you think about the, the Rams and the Bengals not even being in the top well, the Rams are technically in the top five. They're close to Green Bay's odds, but not in the top four. Uh, that sounds about right. It's um, very hard to repeat. Uh, and all four of these teams, you know, no one would, no one would uns- not suspect any of them having the chance to get and win the Super Bowl. 
they have, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the only familiar company there. Everyone else has been quite a while trying to get to that, and Rogers trying to get his second. Um, I, I think there's a couple long, long dogs that I would uh, bet on before any four of those, though. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, all right, so this I, there's no odds on this that I know of, and this is semi-scripted shenanigans. But uh, what of those four teams, those top four teams, would have the best chance to three-peat? Uh, the can well, the Kansas City Chiefs came should have or could have or mo- almost did. Yeah. Uh, so I would have to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Still, the Chiefs, not not the Bills, until they until they've shown that they could do it. Correct. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and Green Bay's shown uh, no ability to do that. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady, uh, you know, got close a couple times there um, over the course of his New England career, but uh, unlikely to do that at this point in his career. But never say never. All right. So after those four, we do have the Rams. So the the best odds are Buffalo at plus six fifty. Tampa Bay is plus seven fifty. The the Chiefs are plus nine fifty. Green Bay's at uh, plus eleven hundred. The Rams at eleven fifty, plus eleven fifty. So here's the next set of teams. The L.A. Chargers are at plus sixteen hundred. Your Forty Niners are at sixteen hundred. The Cincinnati Bengals are all the way down at twenty two hundred. Close to Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns are plus twenty five hundred. So, what you have any thoughts on those teams? The Chargers, the Niners, the Bengals, and the Browns. Uh, the Browns got a lot of things on that, going from twenty five hundred to five thousand, and from twenty five hundred to twelve hundred. So, I I would avoid that bet till we know a little more information. Uh, the Bengals, that's pretty surprising because that offense, that offense, you know, is looking like it's going to be good for a while to why they keep those players locked up and together. Uh, I would go with the Bengals if I, you know, at uh, 2,100, I believe you said. Yeah, 2,200. Yeah. 2,200. Yeah, that's a, that seems like a mistake, but, you know, those odds makers are pretty good at what they do. So the uh, Cleveland is a talented team, but again, they're, we'll get into this later. The quarterback situation is uh very up in the air. Um, and so this seems like a middling idea. You, 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 you hit the nail on the head. You know, if they have Deshaun Watson for most of the season, maybe they're up at uh, 1200 or 1500. Whereas if they don't have them at all, they're probably down at, uh, you know, 35, 40, you know, 4,000 plus 4,000, something like that. Um, we'll get into that. But speaking of plus 4,000, the Las Vegas Raiders are plus 4,000. They have Devontae Adams now. That team was a playoff team last year. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Do you think that's a that's a good bet at uh, basically uh, 40 to 1? Well, uh, John Gruden's probably not betting on that right about now. Uh, <laughs> plus 4,000, I think they still owe him 80 million. So, <laughs> so may, maybe um, the Davis family themselves are going to be betting on them to win the Super Bowl so they can pay off Gruden a little faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a long shot at the moment for sure. Is Josh McDaniels, you know, he did take the Broncos to the playoffs, uh, been, been coaching at new England for a long time. Um, you know, they got a solid team, but okay. How about this one though? Detroit lions at one thirty to one. What do you think? I mean, what would be the harm in putting a hundred bucks on the Detroit lions, uh, at one thirty to one? 
Uh, there's not a lot of harm if you want to lose a hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, the Detroit Lions have won one playoff game since uh, before the Super Bowl era, I believe it is, maybe two. Uh, they, um, you know, they they need to win to prove otherwise. Now they do have a starting quarterback who has played in a Super Bowl, and they do have a lot of pieces around him. Uh, I know it's a long shot, but I I, I contend that this is probably the best long shot bet. Um, do you have any thoughts on like what team? I don't have all the odds in front of me, but if you have a team that's a long shot that you'd like more than Detroit, like say Jacksonville or the New York Jets. Uh, I think um, the the Jets is a fascinating pick there. Uh, I think Atlanta would be one that can rebound quickly if, you know, I'm sure their odds are pretty long at the moment, and I, I think they can rebound quickly. I think if I – looking at what I – you know, I didn't write this down, but the I remember that the, the Houston Texans had the worst odds. I think they were like 250 to 1. I think Atlanta is something like either 180 or 200 to one. Um, so you like you like Atlanta better than Detroit? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's talk MVP odds. So as always, this is a quarterback award. Um, who do you think is number one in MVP odds? Uh, I think Cooper Cup should still be last year's MVP. Right. It's it's disheartening. It still is. Uh, But there's no doubt in my mind that Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady is leading the MVP. It is actually, those are the the two, three, and four, but number one is Josh Allen at plus 700. Well, good for Josh Allen. I'm sure he'll throw 20 touchdowns and maybe 30 or 40 and be well-deserving of the war if they didn't have somebody leading the Triple Crown. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Mahomes is at plus 800, Aaron Rodgers at plus 900 with Brady at the at plus 900 as well. More interesting down the line, Herbert, Justin Herbert is plus 1,100, Joe Burrow is plus 1,300, and then Dak uh, back at plus 1,400. Uh, first of all, do you like any of those um, three, the Herbert Burrow Dak? Do you like any of those guys to maybe sneak in there? I think all, I mean, even if you laid a hundred on all three, you know, it would pay out at the end of the season. I think that would be a good way to make a little bit of a little bit of investment. I think any three of those are, like I said, 40 touchdowns away from being named MVP. So there is an interesting uh, comparison. Obviously this is very early in their careers, uh, but Justin Herbert and and Joe Burrow uh, have been compared to um, Montana and Marino. Do you think that makes any sense? Like Herbert being more of the Marino, with Burrow being more of the Joe Montana type. You know, it. I think it's too early to tell that so far. I mean, these players, you know, have to go on for another ten years and be as successful as they've already been just to be named that type of, you know, in the honor of those two quarterbacks in comparison. But it's not even comparing, you know, rightful errors anymore just due to the way the leagues have arranged and Montana and Marino are slowly slipping away every record they've ever owned just due to the nature of the the league today. Yeah, and I was just saying, like, Herbert, the guy that's going to get the yards and the numbers, Burrow, maybe more of the – the you know winning playoff games and winning in tight spaces and all that. 
Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk offensive rookie of the year odds and some NFL rumors right after this. All right, welcome back to the NFL 2022 Sift Semi-Scripted Shenanigans podcast. Uh, we already went over Super Bowl 57 odds, MVP odds, but I wanted to start with Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is very interesting to me. Who do you think is number one, unless you saw it already? Ooh, number one Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh... I'll give you a hint. A lot of wide receivers on the list because Jamar Chase was the offensive rookie of the year last year. But I'll also give you this hint. Number one is not a wide receiver. Yeah, I didn't think it would be, and I'm struggling to figure out who it would be. Um, so go ahead and spoil it. Let's, let's say that Mitch, Mitch Trubisky does not inspire a lot of confidence in Pittsburgh. They drafted Kenny Pickett. He is plus 500. So that, that just means they don't. They don't like Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Like people have in, inside information. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to start whether he actually is the offensive rookie of the year. Long day, long way down the road, but he's plus 500 right now. And I think it just means he's probably the starter for Pittsburgh. This is coming from inside sources we don't have access to, but if the number is plus 500 and he's the best, uh, odds for offensive rookie of the year um, that he's probably starting. Uh, then there's a bunch of wide receivers. Atlanta's Drake London is plus 700. Tennessee's Traylon Burks uh, replacing A.J. Brown is plus 800. New York Jets running back Brees Hall is also plus 800, which seems kind of crazy. Do you have any thoughts on any of those so far? Atlanta's Drake London, Tennessee's Traylon Burks, or the Jets' Brees Hall running back? I think um, Atlanta has that good chance with uh, Kyle Pitts on the outside. You know, uh, I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of non-attention this year by DB, so he has a lot of upside this year. I would go with him. Yeah, plus 700, jump on that now, I think, uh, over Kenny Pickett. I don't – this is going to come back to bite me, I'm sure of it, but I, I don't feel very good about Kenny Pickett at plus 500. Um yeah, anyway, let's move on. Chris Christian Watson, plus 800 for Green Bay. The I mentioned this already. 2021 uh, rookie of the year was uh, offensive rookie of the year was Jamar Chase. So that's where the bunch of wide receivers are in this mix. But I am very interested in the fact that they have Kenny Pickett, a QB, at plus 500 when a lot of people, I think, are expecting Trubisky to win that job and then pick it to maybe take over some at some point this year. Do you have any thoughts on offensive rookie of the year that we haven't already covered? No, I think that's, um, I think there's a lot of good prospects, like you said, and Pickett being 500 is definitely a telling sign that Trubisky isn't the answer to anything. Uh, but I, I don't think Pickett will be the one, like you said, to win the offensive rookie of the year. Do you have, you already said Drake London, out of Traylon Burks in Tennessee, Brees Hall running back in New York Jets, or the wide receiver Chris Christian Watson in Green Bay, do you have any thoughts out of, out of those three? It, it seems like Christian Watson would have the best best chance to obtain that. Uh, running back is a very, very tough position, and Tennessee is really not the same passing team that they could be with their wide receiver core. 
you know, Tannehill can't get the ball downfield that often, and that uh, offense revolves around Henry anyways. So I, I think – Yeah, Christian know, Watson. I think Christian Watson. I agree with you there. And the thing is he's replacing Devontae Adams. So if he's – what what percentage does he have to be of Devontae Adams to be – offensive rookie of the year do you think like he's obviously supposed to be the go-to guy but like what he's not going to be Devontae Adams just stepping right in so what do you think is what what percentage would you give that like what does he have to do to uh be the offensive rookie of the year I mean seven catches a game and 10 touchdowns for the season that would put him at a pretty good pretty good you know 80 or 80 or 90 catches with um 10 touchdowns would be pretty um Pretty good for a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. So he's gonna he's supposed to step in basically and, and replace Devontae Adams. Uh Aaron Rodgers. Um Aaron Rodgers probably has some thoughts about this, but um yeah, if he steps in and he's I would say if he's 70% or 80% of what Devontae Adams is, he probably could be, you know, put up the stats 10 plus touchdowns you know, 1,100, 1,200 yards and, uh, you know, 70, 80 catches, whatever it is. Um, he would probably be rookie of the year. All right. So let's talk about NFL rumors. I brought this up earlier, but like, uh, rumors that you might want to see, you're going to make up rumors right now, but I'm going to give a few that are real rumors, uh, before, so you can think about this a little bit, uh, what rumors you would want to make up for the 2022 uh, season Browns. Uh, this is not made up. Browns are willing to pay half of Baker's salary just so they can get a trade. Uh, you know, that sounds, um, that sounds accurate. It doesn't sound like a rumor. No, it, it, yeah, that's absolutely, uh, it's a rumor, but I think it's probably true. You're right. So what are your thoughts on, uh, the, that situation specifically Baker Mayfield you think he's going a specific place or, you know, they're going to make a trade and where do you think he's going to go? It's, it's one of those situations where, you know, they're going to need somebody if Watson can't, if Watson can't play. Um, Baker's clearly that relationship's on its way out. Um, And teams know at this point, why bother give up anything for a quarterback when they can just bid for him when he becomes a free agent. And that's just kind of, Browns have no leverage. They have nothing, and you know Mayfield is not a star-studded quarterback to demand a first-round pick or second-round pick at this point. So it's wait and see game. But the Browns are on losing end of it. Well, they guaranteed uh, two hundred million plus to uh, to Deshaun Watson, and then they're willing to give up at least ten million just to get Baker out of there. And they're starting quarterback for at least half the season. I feel like this is we've been waiting to talk about this until something official comes down. But probably at least half a season, if not a whole season, they're going to play with their third string quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. So that guy may, might be able to win a few games. But um, uh, I guess the the ideal scenario, if you're like a Browns fan, is Jacoby Brissett gets you to like four and four. Uh, eight weeks into the season and uh, somehow Deshaun Watson plays this season and, you know, they, they make a, a run to the playoffs. I, that's a tough division with KC or uh, with Pittsburgh and Baltimore uh, and, and Cincinnati that went to the Super Bowl. That is not going to be an easy division to go through this year. 
Um, and I, I mean, I just, I don't see a scenario where that's a team you would pick for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, even if Deshaun Watson was eligible to play Week Ten, let's just say that's, you know, are you really going to put a quarterback that hasn't played in two years in Week Eleven? I mean, there's so much. He's not allowed to practice with the team. He's got to be in shape. He, you know, he doesn't have that chemistry with the offensive line with the wide receiver core. Uh, so, I mean, if he's suspended ten games, they might as well let him just be suspended seventeen because it just it won't make a lot of sense to me if he played. Yeah, that's something I think people forget about the fact that he didn't play at all. I mean, it's been a long time since he's actually played an NFL game um, relative to how you know old of a, a player he is like basically half his career has been on hold. So um, really crazy that um, the Browns have messed up this situation as bad as they did. They, uh, they're They're not going to have Baker Mayfield and they're probably not going to have Deshaun Watson. They're literally going to be playing this season with Jacoby Brissett. And as I said before, they have a good defense. They have a good running game. Um, you know, they have uh, players on the outside. Now they re-signed um, David Njoku, uh, but bit more importantly, uh, much more importantly, Amari Cooper is now playing for them at wide receiver. So, you know, they, I guess they, they, you know, they could go four and four if, if that is like uh, ultimately what they want to do is just to try to hang on and uh, see what happens. I think uh, Deshaun Watson's headed for a full year suspension um that would devastate the browns chances of doing anything this year obviously and also all the money they're gonna have to pay to baker and sean watson not have them start for their team uh the other thing i had on here before we get to rumors you wish were true or rumors you made up uh garoppolo is getting a lot of interest from carolina we've already talked about this quite a bit but like what do you, do you have any thoughts on garoppolo is definitely done it with the 49ers and do you think he's just gonna you know, find a team right away, or is it going to take an injury? I, I think, uh, you know, if 49ers want to make a trade happen, it's going to take an injury. And right now, again, just like the Browns, they're not in the driver's seat. So they, they're pretty much at the mercy of a team calling and offering them anything that they see valuable to keep to ditch before the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, even a team like the Browns could possibly – pick up Kaepernick on a, or Kaepernick, excuse me, um, Garoppolo on a one, one season series, or even a person like Kaepernick who has been working out for the, or for the Las Vegas Raiders this off season. So it, it, I think there's a lot in play, but Carolina would be fascinating for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. Let's go to rumors. You hoped were true or rumors. We just made up. Um, Dan Snyder steps down at the Washington Commanders. Number one rumor I wish was true. I'm making this up right now. I think he'll probably be done at some point. I know he's hung on for a long time with lots of scandals and for some reason hasn't been pushed out, but I feel like it's trending that way now and uh, he'll be gone before, um, you know, before maybe 2025. Yeah, you know, I actually had this as a bold prediction two years ago. I said that by the end of the following season, he would be out. And that's before the last three scandals hit about Dan, uh, one Daniel Snyder, all alleged crimes at the moment. 
um, all three, which are more heinous than the ones that I had uh, been theorizing that he was going to be kicked out of the league. I think the owners, once they know, you know, what once they know they have the votes to uh, disbar uh, Snyder, he will be disbarred, and it's just 2025 seems seems like a good number at this point. All right, so we agree on that. You have a NFL rumor that you want to start or wish was a, a real thing or anything like that? Yes, I, I actually heard this um, the other day through um, some sources of mine. I heard that uh, Jerry Jones is going to step down from all football operations of the Dallas Cowboys and allow his sons to take over and duly hire a adequate GM to uh, help the Cowboys get to another uh, championship. Wow. You heard it here first. We're starting a rumor. Jerry Jones stepping down, um, allowing other members of his family who may be less competent or more competent uh, or just the same competent as Jerry Jones, um, but letting uh, stepping down and letting his family members take over. So, again, you heard her here first on the SIF podcast that Jerry Jones is stepping down as Dallas Cowboys president. Uh, all right, so that's it. Do we have anything else, uh, any other semi-scripted shenanigans to cover before we uh, end the podcast? No, I think um, I think it's a little bit of an off-season beat. I know uh, we last uh, off-season I did a we did a show on um, the best NFL dynasty of all time, and I made it as um, impartial as possible. I think I'm looking into putting something together to find out who the best sports dynasty of all time is uh, in the four major American, North American sports. Uh, I think we could put some fascinating numbers together and I'll take a couple of the tops from each, um, from each league. So the look for the uh, late eighties, early nineties, nineties, 49ers to be part of that conversation <laughs> up to and including the current golden state warriors and even possibly the current Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah, we should check on 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 the lightning. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll do another like dynasty show, but maybe just for all sports and not limit it to football. We did have a very good uh, football dynasty one last year. So, for the mayor and myself, I'd like to thank you for listening, Sifters, and we will talk to you very soon. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back possibly talking uh, all sports dynasties but I may have a podcast with little tricky coming up uh, before we do anything else football related or dynasty related we'll definitely be getting back into previewing divisions in the NFL for the next season sometime in July so we will definitely talk to you very soon and I hope you enjoy